I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. So we'd like to welcome to the podcast today, Veronica Sagastuni. So Veronica is a business strategist, CFO consultant, and all-around powerhouse with a passion for helping corporate accounting professionals start, run, and grow their own profitable consulting businesses. Welcome. It's so good to be here. Thank you for having me, Jamie. <laughs> we always yeah. have the best conversation. No, I know. Our pre-interview was like 45 minutes. <laughs> we usually do like 10 to 15. <laughs> and it's like, accountants of personality. Like, we just like have to like... Yeah. Absorb as Great. much as possible. Hang on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm so excited. And I think we'd originally talked like in March. Yeah. I think oh, right around April, I think. April. Yeah. Yeah. And uh like in a, a minute. <laughs> and we were we were recording and see if we can put it in. But like when I saw you on the on my calendar today, I was like, who is that? And then I pulled up your one sheet. I'm like, oh yeah, Veronica. I'm so excited. <laughs> we get to visit again. <laughs> I know. It's so funny though, because I just, I have like three or four pre-interviews a, like a week usually. Mm, and then we wow. do at least one recording a week. So it's like, we want to talk to you in a couple months. Yeah. You can't put the face name. with the name. No. Yeah. And then I see the face and I'm like, oh yes. Here we are. I remember. I'm a super visual. Um, so what was your first job? So I know you asked this and I, I you know, I know you I asked this it. because I listened to your podcast and I was like, oh, is it my first job or my first business? I know people, so, say, people are always like the first thing, like the first thing somebody actually first, paid you to do. Yeah. Like on a regular basis. My yeah. first job was working. I was in high school. I went to an all girl high school mm-hmm. and I got a job at Burger King, which it. was um, very unusual for me because at that time I was a vegetarian. So... <laughs> But I wanted to have my own money and I want to have that independence. But also I like the idea of going to work at a place where there is a lot of other people, kids my age from all of these other different schools. I went to an all girl private high school. So it was very, um, I I don't want to say sheltered, but it was definitely, I wanted to experience what it was like to be with the public school kids. And, and I definitely made some really good friends that I still keep in touch with to this day. And that was so fun. So yeah, my Burger King days. I know. It's so funny. Like the rest, like working in a restaurant and I've said this on the podcast many, many times, but it's, mm-hmm. it's total. it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. It is. And some of my like long, like lifetime friends or people I worked in restaurants with, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. we've, we've been through some stuff <laughs> <laughs> and you can compare notes. Like I know that when I worked there, I don't even want to say what the minimum wage was, but mm-hmm. I'm going to, it yeah. was $3 and 10 cents. <gasps> Right. But it was also as a high school kid. So that was a lot of money. Um, But it was also like nowadays, you know, the fast food places, they have, they tell you exactly what the change is. Mm -hmm. We had to do it all in our head, you know, like, and my drawer was always like spot on (laughs) the accountant in me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. Um, I worked in a little tiny Mexican, like home, like mom and pop Mexican restaurant when I was in college, I had a bunch of restaurant jobs, but one of those was this mom and pop Mexican restaurant. And I, um, I was like the, I was the hostess. Basically I just did my Spanish homework while I was there so that they could help me. <laughs> and, but my job was to balance like all the money at the end of the day. Um, and so wow. I was just like, okay, this, I can handle this. 
My mom taught me how to balance a bank account when I was really tiny. Mm. Not that I do that anymore. It's actually really funny. So then my mom does all the bookkeeping for our clients and she does the bookkeeping for the business too. Cause I'm like, mom, bank recs, that's your thing. (laughs) Remember when you taught me, you go to, you can do full circle, full circle. Does anybody ever like balance their checkbook anymore? I don't think so. Does anybody? I I really don't. Well, that's the thing. I think we've had a, the same checkbook for 14 years. Yeah. Um, we, we write maybe one check a month. And so, you know, you get that box of checks and we still have, <laughs> no, I, I mean, with online banking, I think that changed everything. Yeah. So. I was, uh, actually went to grab a check the other day because the schools need checks usually. And I'm yeah. just like, can, can I Venmo it to somebody? <laughs> or it's like the, like, are you, especially just a few, they're probably doing a lot more Venmo now this year. Yeah. Uh, but they'd be like, the room mom would be like, okay, so drop off a check at the front desk and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm never at the front desk. Like, I'm not there to pick up my kids and drop them off. My, my mother-in-law does a lot of that. Like, I'm just not there. Can I Venmo you? What is my, like, I would just send an email, PayPal, Venmo, Venmo, Zill. I don't care. I'll download them all just as long as I can like get you the money. <laughs> without and and not actually check. physically write something and, <laughs> yeah. and hand it over. And so I went to like write a check and we were out and I was like, oh God, now I have to go order this whole pile of checks for the next 20 years. potentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my husband like never writes checks. <laughs> So every once in a while, he'll have to write a check for something for somebody and he'll come to me and be like, did I do this right? Like, did I get all the, it's like, who writes checks anymore? No, I, I mean, it's like, we were watching a show the other day and it was like that somebody was carrying their checkbook and they go to their bag and they take out their checkbook. I'm like, I think I still have a wallet that has a slot for a checkbook, but they don't even make wallets like that anymore. No. So it's just sign of the time. Come on, people, get with it. It's all like slots now for all your cards. Yeah, even our gardener will be like, oh, no, no, online, online, pay me mm-hmm. online. Wow, I just sent you a square invoice. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. um, so give us the rundown on your career journey. <clears throat> My career journey. Well, I think like many of us, um, I, st- I went the traditional route of going to school and getting my accounting degree. And um, because I'm in the Bay Area and San Francisco and the Silicon Valley in those days, um, Silicon Valley was, it's still hot, but I mean, back then it wasn't even that. It was uh, just an up and coming. And so I went the traditional route of getting my degree, getting a corporate job and started climbing that corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one thing that I will say is that I always had a knack and an interest in technology. Mm-hmm. So early, early on, I chose to work with companies that were either startup phase or were going through some sort of like technology conversion system integration um, so that I could marry both my accounting background and then started to really hone in on that systems operations, automation. And so I spent a lot of my career in the Silicon Valley, did all those things with like, you know, the hot IPOs, some mergers, acquisitions, which I also am glad that I didn't know what I was getting myself into because I know better now. It's like no sleep, highly stressful, the most fun, the fastest learning curve ever. Um, And talk about just having to really make fast decisions. And we had a saying, it still goes on. It's like fail fast. Mm -hmm. So that we can get on with it. It's kind of like nowadays, I'm like, just get through all the no's till you get to the yes. It's a numbers game, right? Fail fast. Fail fast. Yeah. You want to fail fast so you can iterate. Exactly. And that's (laughs) why, you know, going into just stepping ahead of that, it's like whenever somebody thinks and overthinks their product or their service Mm -hmm. too long, Mm -hmm. you, you kind of lose momentum. You have to, that's why I loved the, the startup phase 
in my career, I spent most of my corporate career in that startup phase or aggressive growth where they were either acquiring or merging mm -hmm. and you had to integrate all these systems and, you know, address the culture and just so many different things. But you love that. I love that fast pace and having to make decisions, you know, decide, implement, tweak, repeat. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> Let's do go. It. Let's do it. Um, and so that brought me to I did climb the corporate ladder. I achieved C-level positions in quite a few. And then um, about 10 years ago in late 2010, I had a little bit of a life event involving my grandmother that mm -hmm. I really had to sort of stop and reassess my priorities and think about mm -hmm. where I was, what I was doing, because at the same time, while I was in a job that I loved, it was also highly stressful with the corner office and all the perks of an executive come a lot of responsibilities and stress and long days, long weekends, holidays, everything goes out the window. It's, a, it's very difficult. And so when you have a personal event happen, which again, I was just talking about my grandmother and I felt like I wasn't showing up for her. I wasn't showing up for my job. I wasn't showing up for my home life mm -hmm. in any great way. I was just barely showing up everywhere and mm -hmm. feeling guilty. You know, you're at home. I'm feeling guilty not being with my grandmother. With my grandmother, not feeling guilty. I'm not at work with my team. Right. Missing deadlines. And it's just, you know, eh. and I will share this. I, I developed this uh, eye tweak which was highly inappropriate at times because it looked like I was winking. <laughs> You're like winking at people all the time. <laughs> exactly. I am not but it was, learning. It was just you. nervous. It was a nervous tick, you know, it was just yeah. like the stress was um, piling up. And so that's when I sort of stopped and reassessed. And luckily I feel that I had that self-awareness that I knew that my grandmother wasn't going to be around forever. Mm -hmm. And that this was a time that I needed to pour back into her as she had poured into me because she was my original life coach, my teacher, my friend, my mom, everything. So wow. I'm so glad that I made that decision because there were no regrets. Yeah. There were no regrets. It's, you know, my, my story of like leaving the firm that I was in um, as the tax manager for a really long time. Um, I had little kids, little mm -hmm. babies, you know, and I had chronic fatigue syndrome, pretty sure. I was a disaster. Mm -hmm. Um, and I finally, I was just like, I gotta go, I gotta mm -hmm. leave now. Um, that wasn't helping <laughs> the tiny little people at mm -hmm. home, mm -hmm. you know, it just, it wasn't helping. Um, I didn't go out on my own immediately though. I kind of job hopped, uh, for, mm -hmm. I, you know, for about a year or so I found another, I know another job or whatever, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but very quickly I realized I needed to do things on my own schedule. Like, yeah. you know, and it's actually mm -hmm. part of the reason I'm actually mostly better at this point, you know, like mm -hmm. I'm at like 90% of when, where I was before I had these kids who killed, wrecked me. <laughs> um, I always say they took my brain. Um, <laughs> it just sucked all the energy. Just, out. They, they did. Like I was a mess. Um, I, I was just, I was a mess. And I actually had um, somebody be like, how are you upright right now? You know, but I was just mm -hmm. pushing just pushing push right because that's what we do because that's but what luckily, I do. yeah I loved being the tax manager I loved helping people I loved the clients we worked with I loved mm -hmm. my staff that I trained like I loved all that like mm -hmm. exactly like that but it's just like I was so tired and I was really no mm -hmm. use to anybody mm -hmm. and you, you started to recognize it which is yeah. part of you know what leads us to make decisions is to know I can't keep this up something's got to give and yeah. it, it what could give is yourself your health yeah. And then where are you? Yeah, and that, I think that that was my biggest fear is that it was like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to like 
burnout, burnout. Mm-hmm. Thankfully mm-hmm. that didn't happen. Didn't mm-hmm. quite get there. So I'm mm-hmm. self-aware enough. Likewise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's just gotta, let's, let's get to what you do because <laughs> I think it's interesting. Um, so, so I was making all my notes and so I have like everything. I'm sure um, you can follow your notes. Nobody else can follow my notes, you know, but we can yeah, follow our own notes. Yeah, a little bit. I have, yeah. <laughs> so funny. I'll go back to my notes, like from a meeting or something. I'll be like, where did I put stars and boxes? Okay. Stars and boxes. There you are. Okay. Did I need to do that thing? And the, uh, it's my ADHD brain. Like it's this all over the place. And then I'll just like box and star stuff. Cause it's important. Mm-hmm. Or I'll just box and star stuff. And I'll be like, why did I box that? <laughs> um, so you, you help accounting professionals start and run their own profitable consulting businesses. So can you just kind of define what a consulting business is, you know, and how sure. you, you know, I think that a lot of times people start out doing a little bit of both the freelance mm-hmm. work mm-hmm. and the consulting That's as a did. consultant, right? I know we, a lot of us do that, especially if we become independent consultants and we're not actually working for a consulting firm, mm-hmm. we end up, you know, getting hired to assess a problem mm-hmm. and we go in there and, you know, just assess and maybe write up some sort of report or walk the team through what we, our findings were and mm-hmm. what we recommend to fix. And maybe even we outline what the fixes would be, you know, mm-hmm. a step-by-step process. And then we give that back and either we can oversee the internal team implementing what we recommend, mm-hmm. or many times we get hired to actually do some of the implementation ourselves. And so as consultants, you know, we can go in, I think of like in the early days uh, with my CFO consulting practice, you know, I got hired by startup companies. Uh, They were my clients to, they had just gotten funding. So they needed to establish the foundational things, everything from the business license to the banking relationships to even helping them to hire people. And so the, the, I could, give them a proposal of like what they needed, what it would take, who they needed to, you know, do business with. And then they would say, well, can you just do it? (laughs) So so we have to be careful of that because we don't want to build a business where we end up doing things that we don't want to do. And so I would say yes to some things, but then I quickly would hire either subcontractors or part-time employees to help Mm -hmm. with the implementation. So then I could do the higher level things because otherwise, you know, you start to realize, Oh, okay. I'm wearing the bookkeeper hat, the, the staff accountant hat, the, right. The stop, AP. Stop telling people about my life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, you're you right. know, but yeah. <laughs> so not, but we always, most, most independent consultants, I will say we wear both hats, a yeah. little bit of freelance, a little bit of the consulting and the mm-hmm. biz dev and marketing and the banker. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting, you know, like any, but any business owner, mostly that like is doing the consulting role or like really like the things I know as a business owner, mm-hmm. um, blows like employees' minds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were getting, we were doing marriage, my 20 year reunion for my high school. And one of the gals on the committee with me, she's, um, C-suite in some geology company or something. I don't even mm-hmm. know. She's like, and so I like made a Canva and I like made a logo and I like made a MailChimp and I like just did all the things because that's what I do. I'm a mm-hmm. small business owner. And she's like, how do you know how to do all that? It's like, I'm a small business owner. The things yeah. I know to how to do. Exactly. <laughs> what blow your exactly. mind. Exactly. Exactly. I do the videos and video editing for a lot of my friends now for oh, like little wow. events. And they're like, oh my God, you're so good at it. I'm like, yeah, because you know, we have, we, we have to, you know, 
frame the, the video, we have to record the video, we edit the video, we publish the video, we whatever. So yeah. it doesn't mean that we're always going to do it, but it's good that we know how to do it. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very, and you know, small business owners, a lot of the time are jacks of all trades. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so I kind of want to talk about, so, you know, how, what are most accounting professionals doing now and how do they transfer over to a consulting business? Right. So maybe they're yeah. just doing product based or they're doing hourly based mm -hmm. and how, and what does that transition look like? So for, for in the right now, like there's two types of accountants, right? The one that mm -hmm. works for the CPA firm and mm -hmm. the accountant that works for the private corporation. Mm -hmm. And recently in this, in this season, the, the clients that are coming to me are the corporate accountants who are either completely burnt out because mm -hmm. of the fast pace of the company, or there was a round of layoffs and they now have more work and they're dealing with the uncertainty of, okay, I escaped that last round, but you know, will I escape the next one? And mm -hmm. they don't want to be in a position of that vulnerability of having the employer mm -hmm. call them on the Friday saying, today's your last day. We can't keep it up. Right. Especially with what's happening. We're still in the season of this pandemic and mm -hmm. we're still not sure what's going to happen in the future. So those corporate accountants who either have a position of management uh, executive or even staff, you know, they're not sure what the future holds. They're starting to think about, well, what can I do? Is there something I could do? And mm -hmm. so some of the calls have been, um, I'm not sure what I could do as a consultant, or I'm not sure what business I could be. And that starts the conversation of maybe their skill set or their experience fits a freelance transactional, like a bookkeeping service, as mm -hmm. opposed to a financial planning and an, an analyst, mm -hmm. or preparing budgets and cash flow forecasting, or the financial packages. And so it starts with just asking those questions. And I often ask my uh, clients to take inventory of their skills, mm -hmm. take inventory of their experience, their knowledge, and to think about what is it that they love to do as well. Because if you're going to go and do something on your own, you might as well build something that you actually are excited to do, yeah. not something that you dread doing. Yeah, and I think that's the key, right? And, mm -hmm. that's, and that's the thing that, you know, I keep coming back to, you know, mm -hmm. are there, there's things, there's services we provide in our business that are secondary to mm -hmm. what's the fun stuff is, mm -hmm. but they're kind of necessary. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's like, if we could just do more of the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. I just always yes. want more of the fun stuff. And so that's exactly. always my focus. Exactly. How do we do more planning? How do we get more mm -hmm. businesses in here, save them tax money, help them, mm -hmm. you know, build a better future, get to go to their goals or whatever. That's mm -hmm. the fun stuff. Exactly. I love that. The, the stuff beyond the core service offers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the accessories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I always say, I mean, and we do taxes, like <laughs> after we do the planning and, and the books and whatever, mm -hmm. then we do like, yeah, like we, we're not a tax shop. <laughs> it's last. Yeah. It's literally the last, last thing we should be doing because we're planning, yeah. we're projecting, mm -hmm. we're talking every month. Mm -hmm. Like, I know what's going on in your life. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's that, it's that like preparation. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's that prep work. And I mean, you had just asked me like what this transition looked like. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like that. It's the, once you start thinking, 
I, I want to do something else. I want to mm -hmm. see if there's if this is for me. It's the best time to do it is when you're already, when you're still working with your nine to five. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying for you to do it while you're, while you're, while you're working at yes. your nine to five, <laughs> but it's a great time for you to test the waters to see mm -hmm. if it's even something that you'd like to do. Mm -hmm. And nowadays with all the technology we have available to us, especially now that people have seen you, we can work online and remotely and use this technology to uh, stay in touch. You know, gone are the days where the employer may be suspicious or the client may be suspicious that are you really working? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, you can actually create an offer, a, a small, what I call a micro offer, mm -hmm. create something that you can deliver quickly and get your client a result, you know, like make sure that you can create something that will only take you a few hours, whether maybe it's in this environment. Uh, some of the, pro the micro offers that I've seen my clients create are things like uh, renegotiating contracts, like look at everything that they have and in their business. And rather than doing a full business restructure saying, let's just focus on what are those contracts that you have in particular, I'm thinking of one client who uh, negotiated three different leases. Basically everybody was sent home. They knew they could just work from home after two months. They're like, Oh my gosh, actually we can do this. How do we get out of these leases? How do we stop paying all these thousands and thousands of dollars? Mm -hmm. And so that was a micro offer where the client was able to say, here, I'm going to review the, your, your lease agreements. I'll contact the, the person in charge. I'll give some proposals, run some numbers to improve your cash flow, mm -hmm. save you money and add to the bottom line to give you a little bit more runway. I love that. That only took him two, three hours at max doing waiting in the return calls, mm -hmm. uh, put the proposal together, then did a video using Loom, which I recommended to them. Love Loom. You know, I mean, Loom's our best friend. I do the paid version. There's the best $10 of my, my whole business. Yeah. We use it for everything. We use yeah, it all the time. It, yeah. Training, client communication, I mean, everything. Let me review um, your, your tax return on Loom. Yes. Yes. Um, I'll do, I'll be like, oh, hey, our software does this. And so I'll just like make an, I'm always in the mm -hmm. background like, guys, look, look how cool this is. Cause I'm a total tech geek like you. I love it too. I love it. <laughs> love it. But they hear the excitement. You're, I don't know about you, yeah. but I think people felt like they now had more access to me. Mm -hmm. And that's what I also was telling the client, you know, I said, you're still your nine to five. Mm -hmm. Allow, you know, use the technology to, you know, service your client test to see how you would deliver the, ser how you would perform the service, deliver the service, how would mm -hmm. you get paid? Again, everything's online, mm -hmm. but they feel like they got this white glove service, VIP, because you were readily available to deliver, to, mm -hmm. to they had access to you. I mean, think about that. Isn't that amazing? They don't have to wait for me to show up to the office to be there as yeah. a consultant. You want to hop on a, you want a quick call or we need to go over some things. Let's do a Zoom. Mm -hmm. I'll share my desktop. Mm -hmm. We were, it's a working session. It's it's no longer, I don't call them meetings at all anymore. Yeah. They're sessions because we're resolving everything right there. And then there's no more meeting to be had afterwards. Yeah. I've been, um, it, this is kind of like, I've, I've only worked out of my house. Like I've only run the business out of the home and I think you're, you're the same way. Um, and you know, when it was on COVID, like if somebody was local, like we'd go do, I go do coffees, I go do whatever, but now I just do zoom coffees. And mm -hmm. people will be like, Hey, I want some time with you. I'm like, Pick one. Pick yeah. a time. You have yep. 20 minutes. Yep. And I don't have to do a three-hour turnaround. <laughs> I was going to say, because it adds up, because now we're talking about the whole driving there. Well, mm -hmm. getting ready, mm -hmm. driving there, right. having the meeting. It'll go over, uh -huh. and then driving back. And then it's all that disruption that goes into your uh -huh. day. 
Mm-hmm. So it's more than a couple of hours. Yeah, Cause sure. I'm always going to talk longer than I think I'm going to. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> then I always give myself a buffer, but yeah. Same yeah. Way, even with thing. the buffer. And then I'm just like, crap. And then I got to run. Right. But it's the getting yeah. ready too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're females. Yes. So it takes this, time. This doesn't just happen. People you don't wake up looking <laughs> like this. This is preparation. It takes thoughtful preparation. And I'm always like, guys, <laughs> Zoom coffees, pants optional. Yeah. Just don't stand yeah. up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love it. It's so nice. So there's just no, no, I don't want to hear the reason that is really a disguise for an excuse. Yeah. You've got the technology, you've got the skills, create a micro offer, test mm-hmm. the waters, and then look to see who's, who, what contacts are in your network that you can reach out to that would benefit from this micro offer mm-hmm. or service that you can provide for them and do the direct outreach. Don't sell yourself right away. I have this whole, like say, nurture your network by reigniting the relationship that you had with these people once. So what if you haven't been in touch for a couple of years mm-hmm. in this season, we are desperate to to connect with people. What a great time for you to reach out and be like, how are you doing? How's it going? How's your family? How are you doing with this whole thing? You know, mm-hmm. just reignite the relationship, you know, bridge the gap. I call that by sort of saying, re- remind them how you know each other or mm-hmm. uh, what was that one thing that you guys had in common that you can start the conversation so that then you can continue the conversation and then let mm-hmm. them know, hey, I don't know if you'd be interested or if you know someone who would benefit from this, make the invitation to take a look at your microservice mm-hmm. offers. And that's all before you have, you have, you haven't left your employer yet. You're just still testing the waters. Is this something that you could do that, that you'd like to then turn it from a side hustle to a Mm full-time business? Yeah. um, You know, the best, the, one of the best pieces of advice is I give small business owners and it sounds like it's very similar to yours is just to go sell something. Mm -hmm. Like you think you want to go do that? Okay. Go see if you can sell it. You know, who do you know Mm -hmm. or whatever? Like Mm -hmm. we don't need a, 20 book business plan just sell something yep yep just one quick little nobody has the time to read a 17 page proposal those days are gone yeah i've had those i say 17 because i've had that i've had the 17 page proposal make it electronic make me be able to sign it there can i input my payment information please thank you Mm -hmm. in this in this pandemic time i've had a couple of people send me a document where i have to print sign scan email and I'm like, can you just turn this into a DocuSign or HelloSign? There are, you know, especially if it's a law, law firm or something else, mm-hmm. there's definitely parameters that they have to follow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't make it difficult for people. Most people don't even have a printer at home or yeah. a printer scanner. Um, so there I am like, I'm just going to take a picture with my, with my phone. <laughs> oh my gosh. The people who take pictures of the notices for me instead of like, <laughs> oh my gosh, guys, it's a scan app. Or if it's an iPhone, there's two ways you can do this. There's lots of ways yes. to do this. Yes. But I, I have a client that I'm doing notice for right now. And, I'm, and she sent me pictures. And I'm just like, I can't, like, I can't respond to this. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm going to have to send you the letter. You're gonna print it, I'll it, tell you. It. But even that, putting something like that together uh, in March, when all this, when the Mm -hmm. pandemic started to like everybody go home, I had a couple of clients, including myself, where we just got busy creating a lot of these Loom videos, Mm -hmm. showing people how to set themselves up, walking them through Mm -hmm. how to do a private thing, private chat, Slack or Zoom or set up the equipment, as well as do the electronic and, you know, so that they could get back to work 
um, and not have to worry about how are we going to do all this? How are we going to set it up? So mm -hmm. that in itself became a micro offer. Mm -hmm. That's, or like you were saying, a fun offer, not part yes, of our core just, service suite. Yeah, it's just fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we watched a lot of account, you know, because I'm kind of uh, elbow deep in the accounting, like the accounting space, uh, the accounting professional space. And it's just very interesting how many people like were in panic mode because mm -hmm. they have actual offices with actual service and nobody worked from home. Yeah. And yeah. they don't know what to do with it. Going back and I was to like, here's your app stack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause that's what you're doing. You, you work, you have your whole firm re working remotely. It's an online firm. Yeah. So well, it, so my mom, my mom used to come here, but then like when this all started going down, I was like, you're going home today and you're taking all your stuff with you. I don't want to see, like, I love you. We'll zoom. Cause we all have asthma. I'm like this. No, you cannot, you cannot catch this thing. So I sent her home how did with, she like it? with all the stuff and all the, like her computer and her monitors and everything. She got it all hooked up. I, Yay, I, was, mom. I was impressed. My mom is 71 and uh, she's actually doing great. She's awesome. been cranking through her work because she can work in different, in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest takeaways for me in this mm -hmm. whole thing. And it's always kind of been my thing. Like people need to work when it works best for them. Yeah. Yeah. But like my mom would come here to work and she'd get here at like nine and then she'd work until like four. And by that, that time she like hated me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like mm -hmm. we hated each other or like, you know, yeah. she was just done. Well, it's yeah. just that that was too much time mm -hmm. in front of a computer mm -hmm. with the accounting for her. Mm -hmm. um, so now she gets up, she'll work for a few hours and then she goes and she'll go for a walk with a friend or whatever, you know, like in the middle of the day. And then she'll do a few more hours Beautiful. in the evening. Mm -hmm. And she's just like killing it over there. And she's figuring mm -hmm. stuff out that like before she would just ask me to fix for her. So it's been really, really good for her. Yes. Um, but I do find that when she's really in the weeds because she's not here for me to like pull her out, like, yeah. like walk her through it. Mm -hmm. Um, she just won't do stuff, which <laughs> I get. Cause I'm that person too. It's like, it's too hard. I just, I'm out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's been really good though. Cause she's figured out stuff like resourcefulness. Has yes. to. It's mm -hmm. so funny though. Cause I'm always like, you built this really like super confident person. And you all, like, my brother is really like super confident also. <laughs> and I just always laugh at her when she's like, Jamie, fix this little tiny thing for me. I'm like, where are you? Where did you come from? Oh, <laughs> cute. Sweet. She's, she is actually, she's adorable. Her clients love her. I love it's her good too. To it's good to have someone like that on your staff. Yeah. And the fact that she's your mom, please. <laughs> She's so funny because I think she said yes to work with me so she could hang out with me more often. Oh. But now she's like, why did I say this? <laughs> she does love our clients. She does a really good job of momming them also because I am not momming them. <laughs> Excellent. Somebody else needs to be. It's a good balance. Um, so let's see. So we talked about how you help people get started. Um, so I love that. So one of your things too is helping people build a brand. So mm -hmm. I kind of want to talk about that. I want you to tell us like why it's important um, and how people get started doing that. Yeah. I think most of us, I, I always like to define it's like your personal brand is like really there's two phases to that, mm -hmm. especially if you're going to go into business for yourself. Mm -hmm. The personal brand of like what 
the, your character, your character, your characteristics, like your what values. do people say about you? Yeah, your mm-hmm. values. What do people say about you when you're not in the room? And that goes both in your personal life, in your career, at mm-hmm. work, as an employee, and as mm-hmm. a business owner. You know, what do you stand for? What are, what are you, you know, what, what do you believe in? And also, it's your reputation. It is like, are you a person who is your word? Does your word count for something? Do you mm-hmm. say what you, you, you know, what you mean? Do you mean what you say? Do you show up on time? Do you meet deadlines? It's that work ethic. Mm-hmm. That is all about your, your reputation because that matters. Um, I know that there's, there's a good, the bad, and the ugly, but you start building that from day one all over your life. That's just an ongoing thing. And there's always room for improvement. If you're not quite sure what your reputation is, ask some trusted people in your life, whether in your personal or your mm-hmm. business life, who are going to be really honest with you, mm-hmm. not to be critical, but to help you to grow. And mm-hmm. there's always new habits that we can implement um, to, to improve ourselves. But the other one is the building the brand is about what do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. And actually, Jamie, I think that you are in a, a perfect example of this because mm-hmm. the you hear this all the time. I hate to even repeat it, but it's true. It's that the riches are in the niches. Yes. And for me, niche means that specific, is it an industry or the type of software or yes. that thing so that you do, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you become so much more... Uh, referable, easy to refer mm-hmm. when, you know, you're top of mind because you're, you're the focused. go-to. Yeah. yeah it's focused. That's it. It's, it's, it's focused, it's focused, focused oh. specialized niche. All those words are the mm-hmm. same thing. Mm-hmm. In your, in your case, I remember the first time I saw your website and it said that you, your clients were vets and dentists. Mm-hmm. Women owned. Women owned. That was Women first. Owned. Women owned. And then it was vets and dentists. And mm-hmm. I was just like, that's it. <laughs> I fought it for so long though. Uh, And so we all do. We all do. I floundered. I floundered for so long. Mm -hmm. I just refused to pick. Um, But I also like, it was like, I think the the hardest thing for me was I've worked with a large variety of industries. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And part of it too was just like, who do we really want to serve? How do we want to serve them? Mm -hmm. And then also like, who works best with, with, with us and with me? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super type A. I know my shit. If I answer your question and I tell, go tell you what to do, you probably should just go do it. Cause mm-hmm. I'm generally right. And all my mentees are always just laughing. They're like, I'm just going to do the thing you told me to do because when I didn't listen to you, it went sideways. Right. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like yeah. if I give you an answer, it's because I know that's the answer. Right. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. um, so it was just really like, that was the thing that was the hardest for me was because it was just like, it had to, cause I'm not just, I'm just not your run of the mill account. Like I'm, I know my stuff. I'm wanting to do what I tell you to do because mm-hmm. it's in your best interest usually. Yeah. But yeah. you know, best practices, the, compliance, yeah, keeping you out of trouble. Just, just I, I you mean, you hired me to be the expert. Yeah. Let me be the expert. Yes. Yeah. And I really struggled with that because I had, I have some engineers and they questioned me and every turn. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I deal with some lawyers who create, cook up some serious stuff sometimes. Like I'm emailing with one today. I'm like, what, what is this thing you cooked up? And I have to go like figure out what it is. They keep me on mm-hmm. my toes. Right. Mm-hmm. But they aren't the people that we serve the best mm-hmm. or, you know, that work best with us. And so I had, so like I had all this criteria, criteria, right. They have to be 
awesome people. Yeah. They have to, you know, listen to what I say, but they also have to probably be service professionals because I don't want to deal with sales tax. <laughs> like you know, inventory. You don't want to yeah, deal with no or inventory really. I mean, I mean <laughs> manufacturing. Yeah. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I have to be good peeps. Like that was just mm-hmm. the the biggest thing for me. I was like, I just want to work with good people, you know, who just really just have love to be what a they good do. human. Gotta yeah. be a good human. And then a good friend of mine was like, what about veterinarians? And I was like, I never even considered veterinarians. Right. And I had just gone through this whole thing with our dog and it was a whole thing. They need like, accountants too. I was like, why didn't I? Oh, and I started talking to people. There's a huge amount of like the big, like service providers of veterinarians are in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just went and talked to like, I networked and I found those people and I asked the people who know the people uh, I was like, can you introduce me to this person? Or I'll be like, hi, my name is Jamie. And can we have lunch? I'll buy you lunch. Um, and they all said the same thing. They're good people. They just want to do what they do. They're mm-hmm. not like traditional doctors. They don't think they know absolutely everything. Like they just, you know, yeah. and yeah. it ended up being just an amazing fit for us. Mm-hmm. But I'm also one of those people that's just like, it's going to be right. <laughs> I'm going to like turn my, turn my boat that way. Um, but it's now coming to fruition. You started a business obviously to be profitable, but to also work with people that you actually want to work with. And that's, and that's where it like, yeah, that's where it's, uh, like I said, I, I waited way too long and I tell people Mm -hmm. all the time, pick one now or like, I I did too. Try one now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I think we all do it. Yeah. It's focused, do it. it's focused my networking. It's focused who I talk to. Mm-hmm. It's focused, you know, obviously I talk to lots of other people too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's how but we help people. It's, it's kind of like, we you know, it doesn't mean that we're not going to be, because we know as business owners as mm-hmm. well, we know, especially in the world of accounting or mm-hmm. giving advice, we know how to do that. But it's like in talking to that very specific industry or type of client, mm-hmm. you're going to attract other people that will want to work with you as well. Mm-hmm. But you have to be very clear when you become clear about who you want to help. What do you want to be known for? Mm-hmm. I want to be known as the expert who helps this expert or mm-hmm. this professional or this industry. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, if someone's like, Hey, do you know of anybody who does this? Oh, I know exactly who you need to speak to, mm-hmm. right? Because of that specific, I can never say that word, specific. specific. I have yeah. a hard time with it too. Isn't that specific? <laughs> specific. You know specific. what I mean. It's yeah, like, it's being the specific like industry. Yeah. Uh, but that's the building a personal brand is about building your personal brand for yourself and for mm-hmm. your business. Mm-hmm. Have a solid reputation with a very focused um industry or, or type of business that you want to service and help to solve their problem, yeah. you're golden. Yeah, your message if, becomes clear. Yeah. And I think that we forget when niching that you can pick a service. Yeah. And so you were just talking about like, you could do lease negotiations, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Like I work with people who just do cost segregations. Oh, you no. Know, like that's all they do. Or like I have I one guy who just said that that word has come up twice this week already. It's only Thursday. <laughs> cost segregations. No one knows what that is inside of us. (laughs) Should we explain it or just move on? We'll just move on. Um, And uh, so it's like, yeah, I learned like one guy who does captives and, you know, cost eggs here in the Denver metro area, like one Mm -hmm. person, right? But that's what he does. And anytime I need one of those, I'm calling him. Right. Because he's the expert. 
he's that's the brand that he has built i mean even i'll i'll share this but one of the things that has come up for me is i've been helping people to start their consulting and i say consulting but it's also just help start their business Mm -hmm. and i specifically work with accountants bookkeepers and tax professionals but one of the things in my framework of helping them to start or to grow that consulting business was content marketing. Mm-hmm. And it's just the one step in my framework, but it's so fully loaded with content marketing strategy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's just a lot of different uh, steps to that, that I started to think, I'm going to give it a try to really start focusing on still helping the accountants, mm-hmm. the accounting business owner, the bookkeeping business owner, the tax mm-hmm. professional with their practice on how to use content marketing to grow their business online. Mm-hmm. Because in all of my sessions, that became thing was like, can we book, can we extend our, can we do this? Can I hire you to, can and I it was all, more? can I get yeah. more exactly? And it yeah. was all around the content marketing that we have to create in order to show up on social media, whatever mm-hmm. platform you're, you're selecting, even at your own blog post or a podcast and how to use that to this then. This is how I do content. Att- <laughs> yes. This is your primary source of content for sure, where you attract, connect and convert mm-hmm. your audience. Yeah. So, so fun. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's so fun. You know, and oh, I know even, you have a good time. You can tell. I watch yeah. your YouTube videos. You have way too much fun. <laughs> I love you so much that you watch all of them. I don't even watch them. <laughs> they go up and I'm like, yep, I think I vaguely remember that conversation. <laughs> um, but it's just, and, and that was a struggle for me too, is like, am I writing blog posts? Am I doing like, and I, I'm not really a writer, like doing content in a way that makes sense for you too. And I'm mm-hmm. sure you, you help people with that. And yeah. I think a lot of a lot of accounting people are like, what, not tax because boring, but that y'all, we need that. And it's not going to be me because it is boring for me. (laughs) (laughs) As much as I like tax puzzles, like the nitty gritty (laughs) of this tax stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that whenever we start thinking about, I had, I was talking to an insurance broker Mm -hmm. and he was saying to me, he's like, I I know I'm going to put people to sleep. I said, okay, Let's come up with 10, what are some of your favorite stories? Like the, mm. you know, things that is like, oh my God, if I, if, if I had a book or if I had a nickel for every, and I said, now those stories is your content yeah. because that's how you're going to, you know, when we're in school and we're mm-hmm. learning something and it's just a bunch like history, I mm-hmm. loved history, but it's a lot of dates. A lot of dates, a lot, a lot of, dates. of dates, but when you start putting those dates with an actual story mm-hmm. and you have, I had an English teacher in high school and she would dress up as the character. Oh. I mean, ah, uh, okay. Withering Heights. I think it was Withering Heights. Uh, no, it wasn't. I, I'm thinking of some, another book, but anyway, the whole time that she, a tale of two cities, mm-hmm. she sat in a rocking chair in her whole outfit, pretending to knit the whole time that people had to go up there and give their book. I mean, that was decades ago. And I still remember that because it all becomes, it was an experience. You could take the, what we think is a dry subject. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say boring. I say a dry subject and really bring home that Mm -hmm. content and, and bring it, give it color. Mm-hmm. turn that black and white into colorful picture by sharing a story that has maybe humor or maybe a little fear or, mm-hmm. or maybe as long as it's relatable and people can see themselves mm-hmm. in that story. It's like, holy smokes. <laughs> I did that, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. I love it. I think, um, you know, and I think account probably accountants are probably the hardest people to get to do. I like to build a brand, right? Oh yeah. Cause yeah we are far and far and by large, probably mostly introverts. Mostly. And we like our spreadsheets. We like to hide behind the computer and our yeah. 10 key, you know, yeah. calculators. I mean, we do. 
Yeah, we right? do. We, I love it. It's like, I love my spreadsheets. Oh yeah. I love my formulas. Oh yeah. <laughs> I can get to, I can get those formulas to do so many awesome things. People I don't know. even have an idea. <laughs> I know. Some if is my favorite though. Still like just a simple some if. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah. Boom. I just, Done. Built, I just built one from Done. my mom today. She was doing some of our client. I was like, you need a some if. Let me just do yeah. that for you. Here's your oh, some F now. Go. God. That's funny. But see, <laughs> even, even stuff like that, like if you're like a bookkeeper trying to like build a brand online mm-hmm. and you come up with like, I've got a tip for you that's going to mm-hmm. change your life. It's called some if. And now you go into it. You know, it's just a matter. Yeah. It's a learned behavior. Trust yeah. me. I, I was like, you want me to do what now? Go on. I'm not. I'm not doing video. I'm not. And so you start slow. Like I would say, oh, I, I would share my desktop and I still do that. Or mm-hmm. I'll put a little tutorial for this and mm-hmm. you never see me. It's just my voice. But it wasn't until I got comfortable that, oh, I, I think I can do that. And I created a sandbox for myself. That's a corporate world, right? Mm-hmm. I created a, a secret Facebook group where I invited my sister because you always have to have one to, to create a secret Facebook group. And then I kicked her out so that I could just be my secret Facebook group where I get to test a lot of new features or how mm-hmm. does it look? How's the sound? How's the lighting? Where am I looking? In the very beginning, Jamie, I had to call my sister and be like, why do I look cross-eyed? She says, where are you looking? She says to me, stop looking at yourself because you're not supposed to look here, right? You're supposed See, to look always, at the eye. I, I know. I always like catch myself like, which is why I hide myself. Like I have to, so I can look at people. Um, yeah. And I don't, you guys, and I think, you know, my biggest take on like the podcast stuff is like, you just got to do it. Yeah. You know? And I even, because I'm an introvert, like you and I've even met before. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always premium all of my guests, but yeah, every single time I have an interview, I'm like, yeah, it's a little then, that. Yeah. That it's, anxiousness. It's, it's like going on stage. Mm-hmm. but not because I don't do that well. <laughs> you know, I, the last time I went on stage, it wasn't, I think I had a crowd of about a hundred and it was like, all the, you know, all that attention's on you. You're the speaker. Yeah. And, and I just needed, I invited a couple of people to plant them in the audience. I've done this even when I had Ooh. company meetings and I would plant them. It's like, okay, stand there, stand there. So that I, as I'm looking at the room and making my eye contact, I'm really not looking at everybody. I'm just making eye contact with those two people mm-hmm. in the audience to help me navigate the room and, and, and help to calm my nerves That's because awesome, actually, yeah, it works every single time. Yeah. It, 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 it's helped me. I'm good. Many, many meetings. Again, introvert. Some amazing too, one-on-one. Too. <laughs> you get me one-on-one. I will, you will tell me, like most people like to tell me their life story. Like this is just one of these things that people do with me. We're golden. Yeah. Me too. And then, but like more than like 10 people and I better know somebody in the room. Mm-hmm. Or two people in the room because they're going to be my best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're like, whoosh. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like that's what happens to me at conferences too. You know, you travel, you go do this, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking for a couple of people to connect. Some people want to go and connect with a hundred people, get the mm-hmm. most connections as possible. I'm like, yeah. two, three really good connections. I'm good. Yeah. I went to the QuickBooks Connect. Like I don't go to big conferences, but because I'm on the Intuit Council, Tax Council, I was at QuickBooks Connect in San Jose. So next time that actually happens, I'm gonna <gasps> come see you. You better call me. I'll pick you up. I will meet you. You better call me. We will. I was gonna say, you mean the one in San Jose? Yeah, yeah. the one in San Jose. Um, but thankfully, I was there with the council because then, like, I would like know people, right? Like, and then I'd like glom on to them. 
you know, I was like, oh, you're my new best friend for today. Let's go find a seat. <laughs> it's like, can we walk around with a sign that says, introvert looking for one BFF? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I'm cool to meet other people, like always. Yeah. But yeah. like, I need like, I need my like, my raft, my like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I get you it. You know, my floaty yeah. person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The lifesaver. It's like, it's going to keep me afloat. Yeah. Yes, I totally absolutely. hear you. All right. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. So let's talk about like how does the consulting business change how people like how people live so i think that's like the biggest takeaway you know, from what you do is we take people out of their nine to fives or we mm -hmm. take them out of whatever firm they're working in mm -hmm. or we revamp how they do work in their firm mm -hmm. and how does that change their life like what does that give people sure. that I they're mean, probably not getting with like all the tasks and all the things and being a jack of all trades or whatever I think the biggest thing initially, I don't want to sugarcoat the fact that starting your own business takes work. Mm -hmm. Initially, oh. you will work long hours. It'll Y'all, it's a long game. Mindset will creep in where your self-doubt, oh, daily, will, you know, daily, you got to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Really silence the mean girl, silence the voices, you know, that start telling you, <sighs> what are you doing? How mm -hmm. could you give up that job? Mm -hmm. Because you got to get through that and know that what's coming up and what's waiting for you on the other side is flexibility and freedom to to structure your days your life in a way that suits you best you kind of talked a little bit about that with mm -hmm. your mom where she's now more productive and killing it crushing it because mm -hmm. she's able to have the flexibility and freedom to create her schedule to work when she feels the most optimal and not worried about something mm -hmm. that for me was my initial my initial drive, I needed to be present for my grandmother. She broke her ankle. She was 92 years old. And in San Francisco, she still lived by herself in San Francisco. I don't know if you know the, any of these. San yeah. Francisco what neighborhood was she in? Uh, so, uh, oh my God. Uh, uh, Noe, Noe Valley. Okay. Um, so over there by St. Uh, Church and Army, uh, mm -hmm. Dolores, I'm, I'm, blanking out on that. Mm -hmm. it was, I mean, we spent like decades there, but anyway, but those houses have like 10,000 steps to get to the front door. Mm -hmm. She broke her ankle and needed to be rehabilitated. He needed, she needed surgery and then she needed to go to a, a place where she would get physical therapy. And we've always had a really close bond. And so I knew, mm -hmm. I knew that I needed to be there because she would do things for me that she would never do for the physical therapist. Mm -hmm. And I also needed to translate because, you know, even though she spoke English, it was more like Spanglish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I needed to have that flexibility to be able to, yes, I could work on a client uh, account for three hours and then take the next three hours, go have lunch with her, go to her physical therapy, mm -hmm. meet with her doctors, and then be with my family. Cause it wasn't just me. It was a, uh, a team effort with my aunt and uncles and then go and back back home and work with my clients some more. Mm -hmm. You don't get that with your employer. Mm -mm. You have to ask uh, permission. You have to justify. You, you're worried about your coworkers, you know, mm -hmm. thinking that you're, you're dropping the ball, that you're slacking. And so when you start to consult mm -hmm. and you start to, uh, you know, have these clients, you set the tone, you set the, 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 what is that? Like, not not milestones. I'm blanking out on the word, but you know we all have those limitations. The boundaries. Yeah, we have the boundaries. And you want to work on Saturdays instead of on a Tuesday because Tuesday you have to be with your kids and you know in, at their school and volunteer. You can do that. It's it's just that flexibility and freedom. It freedom doesn't mean that you're never going to work. Mm 
It doesn't mean that you're only going to work two hours a day and then have the multi-million dollar business. Not at all. It means that you're going to build a business that will fit your lifestyle at the stage that you're in, mm -hmm. that you need that flexibility for. So Yeah. And I always said, you know, when I started the, the firms, like, I might not be working traditional hours. Obviously I work at 3 a.m. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I want that for my, for my people. Mm -hmm. Like I want you, like, you know, my VA right now has, she's, I don't know what's going on in Kansas, but their hybrid situation, their, their school situation is a total nightmare. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not going to be on much. I'm like, okay. Just get yourself done. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Just do what you yep. need to do. Yeah. It just changes the whole work dynamic as well, because you can hire people, especially working remotely. Mm -hmm. We can hire people from all over the country, uh, even in, in other countries in the world and in the world. And which I personally do, I have a little bit of here mm -hmm. in the United States and some in the Philippines and one in, even somewhere else, but it allows us to give back. Mm -hmm. it, they can work on their hours in their time zone, as long as the work gets done, now it allows us to stop, not be a micromanager yeah. and not have to be worrying about what are you working on? And you have to like set the tone, you set the tone for your business. Mm -hmm. And also like you're saying, you want that flexibility and uh, create uh, flexibility and freedom that you have mm -hmm. to also you know, float over to your team, your staff, because that's what, that's what loyalty, the loyalty factor with your team and how they mm -hmm. stick around is by them knowing that, boy, they've got it really good with you because yeah. of that flexibility and yeah. freedom to create yeah. a, a work, work-life balance. And, you know, one of the things I, t I tend to run into is, you know, especially right now, there's a lot of like mental stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. some of us are just having a hard time getting stuff done. Some mm -hmm. of us are not sleeping, you know, like mm -hmm. not everyone's not like hundred percent right right now. Yeah. And the, the flexibility to just not be hundred percent right mm -hmm. is huge mm -hmm. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't deal with a lot of depression, but I do deal with ADHD and like right now I'm certainly distracted. A lot yeah. of the time, you know, there's just, there's so much information. That's a good word. Going on. That's a good word. Distraction. Yeah. Um, and there has to be some leeway in that mm -hmm. too, but it's like, I'm still getting my stuff done. I might not get it, get it done with my goals as fast as I'd like to, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's still all moving forward. And if everything's moving forward, exactly. we're all good. Exactly. That's what I tell so, people all the time. It's like, well, yeah. Unfortunately, you're, you're as, a, as employers, we pro we're probably the exception. Yeah. Because I know that in having still work, I still work with corporate clients in my mm -hmm. CFO consulting practice, but you know, it's like, they're still saying, well, what are they doing? How do we know that they're working? It's that old, um, if I can't you know, see you, it's not happening. See, right. If I can't see you, if I don't know, you know, seriously, your people are probably working more yeah. and they're being more productive because yeah. they have the peace of mind that they don't have to be exposed to a virus at the office, yeah. at their well, home with their kids. And I always just laugh because I used to work like 60 hour mandatory tax seasons before. And I, honestly, I probably worked, <laughs> worked, worked mm -hmm. 35 hours. Mm. Cause I don't, I can't, like I can't no. do more than that. So we're not equipped for that. Was I playing games or taking really long bathroom breaks? Mm -hmm. Sure was <laughs> just to get my hours in. Yeah. Visiting you know? with other people, you know, meeting at the cooler or whatever. Yeah. Closing the door, <laughs> especially the when door. I have little kids closing the door, pumping for an yeah. hour. Yeah. Yeah. games on my computer you know <laughs> like, so it's like 
No, that those those days are gone. There, yeah. you, know, you have to be. You have to co- go with the flow and mm-hmm. get out, get with the times, and allow people to have that flexibility. Yeah. And, and trust your people. I, trust, trust your people. Your, that's it. I love that. Trust your people. Yeah. Trust your people, and they will give you that mm-hmm. loyalty. It yeah. will come right back to you. Yeah, and if they and they really truly aren't getting anything done, you'll know. Mm-hmm. Of course. The deadlines, the work will be subpar. The deadlines will be missed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you're trying to get a meeting and it's like, where are they? You'll know. And it won't yeah. take that long. You'll make mm-hmm. a decision at that point. Feel fast. Mm. Feel fast, yeah. fast in that situation, right? You want to. Yeah. Yeah. Cut it. Cut it. Um, okay. So before I ask my last question, what is the easiest way for people to find you? My website, veronicasagastumi.com. And I know that's a hard name to spell, so <laughs> let's make sure we'll put the link in the yeah, show notes. The, the, link is out, the links are always in the notes. Uh, in the notes. Uh, that's my hub, and that's where I you know, make a lot of free – I mm-hmm. have a ton of free resources. You do. And I also like, you know, when the podcast, uh, it gets published, I put a link there to iTunes and YouTube because you're one of the few podcasters that will actually, um, publish the podcast in YouTube, which I love that idea. You can watch me make all the faces, (laughs) which which I enjoy. I told you I'm making dinner with you sometimes. I love it. That is so (laughs) funny. You're actually one of the first people to say that because I think my mom might be the only other person (laughs) No. We don't have a whole lot of YouTube viewers. I think, like, I don't podcast. Like, I don't listen to podcasts on. You know, I watch knitting videos on YouTube, <laughs> but we do the video because it's also how we kind of generate more content. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, and it's that. there because when people, here's what happens with a podcast or YouTube, when mm-hmm. somebody finds you, right, and mm-hmm. they are really interested in you, they want to binge on your stuff. Yeah. And once you have a central hub, like a podcast, mm-hmm. whether it's an iTunes or on your website, and you've got a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. people just go, they'll just have it playing on in the background, yeah. or they're doing something else, yeah. because that's the beauty of a podcast. It's, you know, yes, yeah. you can see us, you know, do all the faces, and, yeah. and, you know, be here, but you can just listen and get the exact same content yeah. whenever. Yeah, I do find though, like the podcast that I follow very closely, I want visuals of what those people look like because mm-hmm. I'm extremely visual. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like I, one of the podcasts I listened to pretty religiously the other day, I was like, "What do they look like?" Like I had a moment, <laughs> and I had to go look them up on Facebook. What is like, it? What yeah, you need like? to share it with me. Um, so it's Red Handed. It's okay. a true crime podcast. Oh, I love true crime. I don't actually listen to a whole lot of true crime. Um, but I somehow, like a good friend of mine was like, you need to listen to my favorite murder. I started like a few episodes and I mm-hmm. couldn't get through them. Yeah. My sister listens to that. I'm like, please shut it. I can't. Yeah, I, for some reason, I don't know what it is. You know, not everybody's for everybody. And I'm sure people do that with my podcast too. Mm-hmm. And I'm totally fine with that. Um, but they're from the UK and they're hilarious on top of like doing oh a really good job with their research. Um, really, really like it. I'll go check it out. And they're weekly too. Okay. I like funny podcasts as well. I couldn't even name one because I kind of like go off of different Mm -hmm. ones. I don't really follow any particular one, Mm -hmm. but sometimes you just want to laugh. You know, sometimes you Mm -hmm. just want to like the nonsense that goes on, or I can't even remember his name. There's a guy that does podcasts and his podcasts are like two, three hours long. He had, he was interviewing Rob Lowe the other day and I could not like, yes. Thank you. I could not think of his name. Today, I'm having one of those days. Joe Rogan. And now you're totally fine. I mean, they're, they're, he's like two hours long, but he, hey, we're doing things around the house yeah. and he's on because Eric also also enjoys listening to it. Mm-hmm. And so there we go. Yeah. 
we and my kids listen to podcasts and my son listens to a lot of podcasts like he oh. likes myth podcasts like he's there's one called myth and legends that i'm actually now listening to that he was listening to um or my daughter will listen to no she does not really podcast she does more books mm-hmm. so most of us Audible. usually yeah usually we're walking around like with our phone in our pockets and our headphones on <laughs> we're all sensory like it's just nice <laughs> when it's all quiet um or my husband will listen to books too um have you listened? To, we're going to go through our favorite podcast real quick. Um, I really like Freakonomics. Oh, I, I used to listen to Freakonomics and for mm-hmm. some reason I stopped yeah. listening and replaced it with something else. Yeah. Is that good? Is yeah, it good? I really like Freakonomics because they'll do both sides of a topic. Mm. Like I was listening to one about reparations the other day, mm-hmm. uh, like slavery reparations. And like, they mm-hmm. really like, they do this person who doesn't think and this is why and this person who does think like because economists don't always really agree also <laughs> so it's just very interesting like yeah i don't i don't really i can't really stand joe rogan but the one i did listen to um with him was um michael osterman oh had okay. him on like right yeah. before the whole COVID thing went totally yeah. sideways yeah. yeah that was a really good one um i know michael michael osterman was on a few others but um he does get some really good, like high profile guests. Yeah, he does. Nice. Yeah. Um, so I think Rob Lowe is going to have a podcast now. So let me go check him out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's I from, he's that. from my era. So, you know, grew uh, up with- I think it's our era. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we'll discuss that once we get to <laughs> All right. Um, so for anyone, so final question for anyone thinking about going out on their own, what is like their very first step? to make a decision. You know, the, again, we go back to mindset. Mm-hmm. When you make a decision and if you're, you know, if you're that self-integrity mm-hmm. that we all have, that mm-hmm. we should practice, it's about keeping our word to ourselves, mm-hmm. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And once you make a decision, then you just start to outline what are my next steps? Because once you start taking action, what is that they say? It's like, you know, that intention mm-hmm. where your focus, where your, your attention goes, the rest will follow your energy. So if you could just make that decision, step number one, decide. I'm going to do something. Yeah. And then actually take that first step and do it. Whether it's look, listening to a podcast, Mm -hmm. reading an article, Mm -hmm. putting something on your calendar, I will have done this one thing Mm -hmm. by this date. And that's it. Don't overwhelm yourself because we're really good at talking ourselves out of things. But yeah, I would say your mindset's going to play tricks on you. Mm -hmm. Know that be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So just make a decision. Yeah. And I always just say it, like, especially like right now, baby mm-hmm. steps, one bite at a time, one yeah. frog at a time. Yeah. Like if I can just go forward a little bit every single day. Yeah. Be kind. seems to mm-hmm. work out eventually. Yeah. It keeps, it keeps, it keeps you moving. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's yeah. the momentum. It's like, okay, Absolutely. well, I actually did this thing or I'll like sit down with one of my coaches and I'll be like, oh my God, look at all, all the stuff you did this last two weeks. And I'm like, Oh, I did. I did stuff. I don't really feel like I did stuff, but I did, you know, and it's a reinforcement to just look back. Absolutely. I try to look back every week and be like, what did I actually get done this week? Mm -hmm. What did Mm -hmm. I say I was going to get done this week? And those rarely line up because I'm very good at thinking I can do way more than I potentially can. Oh, that list. That list is just like, oh, that's that's not too bad. Very time optimistic. (laughs) Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jamie. 
Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.